I'm Chris Ronzio. Welcome to Organize Chaos. Welcome to Organize Chaos. Take a page out of other business leaders' playbooks and get candid advice from Chris Ronzio. People, processes, productivity, and how to organize your life around it all. Tranual hosted a virtual event in 2020 centered around empathy in the workplace. This session with author and entrepreneur Michael Ventura speaks on exactly what empathy is, why it is today's most talked about competitive advantage, and the framework for how to train your team for it. The following segment is part four of four. So that's such a cool example. And I know you you flew through the story, but that idea of this experimental, experiential thing to collect empathy and collect understanding really hyped up the launch of that product, got you a lot of press, but it also was beneficial for the company, right? And to, that you could share those findings with them. So for, for companies that are watching that can't do things on such a large scale, what, what are some simple ways that they can introduce empathy into their workplace or with their customers? One, one of the easiest that uh, we've done for a lot of companies over the years is to build a customer advisory board. Um, so, you know, you can go survey customers and you can send them a, a digital survey and things like that all the time, but there's nothing more valuable than, and even in this remote way we are all now working, um, even more so, like get 20 of your customers on a Zoom for 45 minutes. You know, yeah. give them a free product as a, as a thanks. Give them some cash as a thanks if you can afford to do that. Um, but you would be surprised how willing customers are to tell you because most people don't ask, right? And so when you start to ask and you start to open the doors, we were working with a big media company and they're uh, in sports media particularly. And we said, we need to build a fan advisory board. And they were like, fans? But like, we sell to advertisers. And I said, yeah, and who do advertisers sell to? And, and then they realized, oh yeah, we need to understand the fan. And once we built a fan advisory board and they could talk with them about the kinds of content they were creating and the ways they were distributing the content, it made the advertising more effective, but it made the relationship between the, the media company and the fans really meaningful. Hmm. Oh, I love that. I I wrote down build customer advisory board is something we should do. I know we've got a list of beta testers for our product that we go to from time to time, but I think it's a big list, not someone we'd get on a, a Zoom call with. So great suggestion. Right. Um, all right. So I, we're, we're coming up to the top of the, the hour here. I would love for, for anyone to submit questions that they have for Michael. He is a, a luminary when it comes to empathy. So please, um, if you have any questions, put them through. Otherwise, I'll keep asking my own questions. But let's see. Ahmed says... Um, what will you advise me to do in developing my empathetic skills when I am working with difficult people and how? So difficult people are the best teachers because <laughs> it, and I believe me, I've got a handful of them in my life every day too. And, and one of the things I look at with, when I have a difficult relationship to dissect that and to understand that a little bit more, either what makes them difficult? Is it something they're doing? Is it something you're doing? Is it something in between? There's something we call four points of distortion. And mm. this is four ways the relationship could go awry. What you meant, what you said, what they heard, what they understood. So when you're dealing with a difficult person, it's helpful to kind of break that down by those four points and understand where is it breaking down? 
because I know what I mean, but maybe I'm not saying it the right way. And and so therefore they're not hearing it the right way and not understanding it. And so by following that path, it depersonalizes it a little bit and it starts to just look at the challenge itself, not the people. Because look, we're not all going to like every single person we interact with. But if we understand them, like I know there are certain people that I work with who one-on-ones to give tough feedback is always more valuable than in a group setting. There are others where like they thrive on that group dynamic of everyone talking and, and, and knowing that as a leader and as a manager helps you build better, more meaningful relationships. So I would start there. It's just like, what's making it difficult? Cause it, yeah. you can have a difference of opinion, but like if they're, if you know why they're so hard to deal with, maybe they're adversarial, maybe they're, you know, um, uh, confrontational, what's triggering that. Hmm. No, that's, that's a great point. So the, the four points, I guess someone asked to, to say it again. So the four points of distortion, what you meant, what you said, what they heard and what they understood. Correct. That is gold because I think when I've found myself in an emotional response, when I'm like, I can't believe they just said that to me. If you go through that filter in your head, it's, it, it almost delays your own emotional reaction. So I think that's a, a really cool uh, way to think about it. Okay, let's see. Um, Jennifer says, one of the things I've struggled with is convincing CEOs how important this is to incorporate into their business and approaching business from this perspective. Any tips on how to show value? Yeah, so I would go to the, what are the knock-on effects of doing it? If you say like, we just need to be more empathic for the sake of that, or because it's the right thing to do, a lot of CEOs aren't going to see that value. And so Mm -hmm. what I point to is that your relationships with customers get better. So therefore sales improve. Um, The emergence of high performing teams occur. Once we start training this into our teams, our teams get better. They work better together. They have better output. They have better utilization. So you can start to measure those things, not measure. Don't stop at measuring empathy is now a thing for us, but measure what empathy has helped us accomplish and create a baseline and look three, six months out and see how that baseline has evolved based on the training. Great suggestion. And our last session today is actually called the ROI of kindness. So for understanding ROI, if CEOs think in ROI, definitely stick around for that. Um, From Penn, he says, how do you take a break to collect your thoughts while still showing empathy or not appearing to not care? Mm -hmm. How do you step Um, back? Yeah. I mean, one great way to do it is to ask for that beat, right? Mm. To say like, that was a lot of information. I just, I need a second to kind of process it. Let me come back to you either in that moment or in a day from now or in an hour. But um, instead of it being opaque and trying to like hide all of your processing, just say like, I got to, I got to process that a little bit. Give me a second to do that. If someone rejects that, I I mean, I would be surprised because what you're asking for is, is an opportunity to understand them better and who doesn't want to be understood better. Yeah, I love that. I I remember example myself, I had an employee, one of my first employees who I loved, wanted to move to San Francisco with her husband. And she came and and told me she was going to be moving on and, and, you know, leaving the state. And I was just distraught. So I asked if I could walk around the block for a couple of minutes. I was like, I want to, I want to talk with you about this, but can I go for a walk? And then we'll come back and talk. And, and, uh, it helped me a lot. So I I like that suggestion. Um, Louise says, could you give an example I could use for my restaurant to implement empathy to my front of house employees? So I guess, and first of all, I'm sorry that you're probably going through what you're going through right now. I have a lot of friends in the restaurant business and it is not a good time to be in the restaurant business. Um, so 
you know, the, the thing that I think front of house people have to do is balance the, the art and science of service in a really complex way, right? Like the, 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 to appreciate the complexity of taking orders, bringing things back, getting them, getting them to the table on time, all of that, that's the science of it. But then there's also the art of it, knowing like when to uh, check on people and make sure their food's okay. And when to, you know, bring around the dessert menus and all of this stuff. And I've actually, a lot of my friends who are restaurateurs, we've talked about this because mm. they've said that the, the best GMs of their restaurants are the ones that help them really understand the art side. Because if you don't have the science, you're not going to last very long in a restaurant. It's, you know, like you, that stuff's got to get to the table on right. time and then orders have to be right. But it's the art. And so appreciating that it takes two sides of the brain to be a good front of house person and understanding that, you know, there might be some tips and skills that some of your best people have that aren't being shared with some of your other folks and making them not just an example, but also empowering them to be a trainer and to say, hey, you know, let me show you two or three things I've picked up over the years that really helped me. And that, like that does, it goes miles in, in cultivating the kind of leadership you want from your team. Yeah. And that's great. I think that's a, a great way to wrap up here is, you know, there's, there's going to be some people in everyone's company that are really strong at this and others that need to work on it. And if we can showcase the strengths and the people that are doing a really great job, it can reinforce that behavior. Hey, thanks for listening to Organize Chaos. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave a review or share it with anyone in your network that you think could use this information. If you want to connect with me personally, please text me 480-531-8411 or connect with me anywhere on social at Chris Ronzio. Or you can connect with Trainual at Trainual, just like a training manual. See you next time.